Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. <laughs> welcome everyone to episode 25. We are coming at you live again from Broadstairs and from London. Hey. hey. <laughs> Over the, using the powers of the internet, we are talking from two cities. It's strange again. It does feel weird, I must say, but we're professionals. We can cope with this. Absolutely, yeah. We did. We did want to do a podcast. Absolutely, we've got so much to cover. So, how are you, Dad? Are you okay? I'm very well. Yeah, yeah. Good, Good. week this week. Excellent. You got uh, any more news on this new animal project? Oh yes, my new animal project. You know, last week I did the top of the ears and the inside of the ears and the up down the bottom of the ears. And <laughs> <laughs> Which went on. That made me tickle when I heard that back. Yeah. And the and the head and I got the top of the head done, didn't I? Well, I've done the eyes, I've done the nose. In fact I've done the whole body now. Yeah. And I'm starting on the bricks. The the bricks. The, I'm starting on the bricks. But this yeah. is this is an animal, it's not a landscape, right? <laughs> no, no, it's an animal. Hmm. Interesting. So there's there's bricks in this animal picture somewhere. That's uh that's going to confuse people, isn't it? It's confusing me. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, uh, you'll have to wait to find out just what bricks I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the uh, Hopalong Cassidy that you've put up on right. Facebook has got an awesome reaction. It did. Didn't and it? I think you've set off a new little trend here because people have clearly been inspired by it because we've had a few black and white pastel pencil pictures crop up on Facebook. People have been trying out their own pictures and submitting yes. them and give you know, giving it a try with, with pastel pencils. It's great, isn't it? And that was on the strength, Steve, of me just talking about it, not showing anybody. I wasn't you know, it's not like I'd produced a video of it with uh, all the techniques there. Yeah. I think it's quite remarkable that people have done that, yeah. Mm. Well, it, like a couple of them said, it is, it's a new discovery. It's, a new, oh. it's like a new thing that's, that you've discovered and worked on and so showed, yeah, like you say, just showing people what can be done yeah. And, yeah. and that's enough for people to go, yeah, I can do that, let's do it, and taking their yeah. own pictures, not even, right. you know, they've not replicated what you've done, they've just taken their own and, and done it. That's really fantastic, isn't it? Well, you know what it is, though? It, it is actually quite a simple con... You know, uh, you know the, the, the idea behind that was simplistic. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't complicated. You know, when you start mixing colours together uh, and you're using the colours with the pastel pencil or any medium, you, you kind of have to work that out. But with mm. the, the tonal value that we're looking at, it's quite simplistic. Do you think... And this is why people are finding it easier. Do you think that it would be easier for a beginner to pick up... Definitely. ...that... And then move on to colour than the other way around. Definitely. Right. The reason I say that is because you remember I've talked about this before on the podcast that people with coming from a graphite background yes. find it easier to do the pastel pencil. Because they understand familiar. tonal value. That's right. And it will be the same with this too. Right, right, right. Okay. So really a massive advantage for anyone mm. wanting to either improve their pastel pencil work or start out would be to to give black and white a go yes what i'll probably do steve you've actually put a, an idea in my mind i might do uh, a pack or something you know that yeah. would um be quite simple 
Yeah. Nothing simple, nothing too complicated. Mm. I mean, the dog was, was quite simple. Yes. But that, that doesn't really reflect what I'm really trying to get at with this. Yes. So I will actually work on that idea. I want to work on, I've already set up the next picture that I was talking about last week. I've already set it up. Right. Uh, I haven't been able to do it because of this uh, new project, animal project, and bricks and so on are stopping me. But once that's out of the way, and it will be in the yeah. uh, part of next week, I will uh, start on this new black and white black picture, and, white picture. and it's going to be a cracker. Excellent. I can tell you that. Great. I oh, can't wait to hear more about that. The We have got a a black and white project that you did before the Hopalong Cassidy, which I've still to edit, cut together and put on the site. So members will get a black and white project in the next well, three to four weeks, I would have thought they'll, yeah, so they'll that get that. That came between the dog and Hopalong Cassidy, didn't it? Yeah. So, so it's, it's slightly different again, but they'll like it, I can tell you. Yeah. That's going to be good. It's going to be good. Lots, lots coming their way. Okay, let's move on to some questions this week because we've got some got some great questions. So, firstly, I've got some feedback uh, from Jonathan. He's obviously he's, we've posted his picture up on Facebook that he's done of uh, the Lancaster bomber. So yes. this is this yes. is from Jonathan. Having been greatly inspired and motivated by your recent work on using the five pastel pencils to produce a tonal black and white grey picture, as a result, I have commenced yesterday a stunning view picture view of a Lancaster bomber. This has plenty of tones to work on, and I thought you may like, might, may like to see the progress to date. I'd very much appreciate your feedback on what you see so far. It certainly tests my skills and takes time to do each section, but I think you'll agree it works very well for this subject. I'm very pleased with what I achieved on my first picture of this nature. I, like you, am very excited with this discovery, and so much so I could not put down the pastel pencils once I got started. The paper I'm using is heavyweight, high-quality white cartridge paper, about A3 size. That's interesting. He's using white cartridge paper. Obviously, you used sketch paper, that's right. That's right. But you can use cartridge paper because you did that with the dog, right? That's right, exactly, yeah. So It doesn't matter. mm. You know, you've got to use... This is why it's so... There's so much freedom with this kind of um, project. Yeah. I mean, I, I I used the sketch paper because I felt it was the best and it worked well for me. Yeah. But John obviously has found that um, good quality cartridge paper works for him. And Why not? Yeah. Give it a go. And like you mentioned last week, the, you need white paper, don't you? You've got to have a white paper, yeah. yeah. So you've got to have a good quality white paper. Yeah. Funny enough, Steve, what you don't know is that Jonathan has actually sent me another email ah. and and a photograph of the completed Lancaster bomber, which is actually on Facebook. I put it on yesterday. Yes. But this this is his second email, which I'd like to read to you because it follows on from what um, you've just said. Yeah. As promised, I have attached a photograph of the completed Lancaster bomber pastel painting. This was, without doubt, one of my most satisfying pictures I've created in many years. It certainly was demanding a lot of my skills to create the effect I required. As the Lancaster is black anyway, it was a matter of getting the tonal values correct to establish the effect of the light and black on the aircraft panels. I did use a black and white polychromo stick. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. To add some punch where needed. Now, I didn't do that, but why not? Absolutely. Again, yeah, go for it. I don't know where he's used the black and white. Now... I actually wouldn't have used the black. Right. Uh, what he's probably needed to do, if you over-apply some of the lighter colours, you can't get the black quite black enough. Not as strong. You know I mean? 
No, so you, this is this is all experience, really. And, and John will probably next time he, he does it, he won't put the uh, too many cushion colours on. Right. Uh, but the white polychromos, I think that is a really good idea. Mm, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. It's mm. it's really great. You've set off this kind of spark of inspiration, or not more than more so than normal. You know, with with a lot of yes, students, right, which yeah. is really great to see. Excellent. Well, thanks, Jonathan, for the feedback. And um, the picture looks fantastic. It's gone on Facebook, and I'm sure you'll get some some brilliant comments on that. The next question we have is from Lee. Uh, they say, hi, Colin. Can you tell me what you use to do your outline sketch? When you colour your pastels, when you colour, your pastels seem to have no trouble covering the guidelines. I've been using a trace-down carbon paper, and the pastels don't seem to like it. I've had to rub most of it off for the pastels to cover it, which is a bit of a pain. Regards, Lee. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this was a good question, and I wanted to include it because it, it pops up all the time. Uh, used to, with my class, used to use a carbon, and mm. the carbon was very strong. And, of course, you can't rub that out. Yeah. And they say, oh, what am I going to do? And I used to say, well, what you have to do if you're using a carbon, you have to, uh, with experience put the right pressure on it so yeah. that, you know, if you've got a light area, you don't put much carbon on, uh, you know, don't put much pressure so the carbon doesn't become too strong. But that is quite difficult to do. Really, what Lee is doing is the right thing, and that's using um, the graphite yeah. uh, carbon because that is erasable. Ah. And I, I have to do that myself. I have to rub out. If I get to an area where I'm putting pastel over the top, of a pre, you know, of um, the graphite carbon, and it's a little strong. I have to rub that out mm. uh, before I put the pastel on because you see, uh, the graphite stays on the paper. Yeah. And of course, if you if you mix pastel with it, it's going to uh, darken it. So mm. especially if it's white or ivory, it mixes the graphite mixes with the, you know, the colour that you're putting on. Yeah. So really, uh, what he's doing is the right thing. I know it's a pain. I do appreciate that. But, you know, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth using it that because the carbon itself can be a bit of a pain to use, mm. normal carbon, black carbon. With people that use uh, scanning, uh, say if they did a picture, did a line drawing, they scanned it in their computer so they could print it off again onto pastel paper, yeah. Would you? do you think it's possible that they could, if they're doing it that way, to lighten the picture so that they... The, yeah. the, the outline isn't as strong. So when you print it onto pastel paper, it's a lighter... Absolutely. The way I would do that would be to print it onto ordinary cartridge paper, first of all, yeah. just to check on uh, how strong it is. And if it's, if it's too strong, uh, correct it before you use the pastel paper. Yeah. Otherwise, you're wasting pastel paper. Of course. But I agree with you. Your thinking is a good one. Yeah. Yes. So if anyone that does the, the scanning and printing or copying, photocopying, mm. you can scan it to your computer and lighten it up if you... I don't think, you know, Steve, it would be too much of a problem because the we're talking about graphite uh, being used here as carbon. Therefore, it mixes with the pastel pencil. Mm. Well, that won't happen. If you print it off, right? Because it's the print won't it's on. Um, mix with it. Yeah, and it should cover. There is okay. a problem. I, just out of interest, I can tell you one problem that I uh, don't have now, but did when I first started, and that is, if you're doing a portrait and you have uh, like a, uh, a a person facing you rather than on the side, which I, I don't really like a 
that. But if, if someone was facing you, you know, you were drawing a picture front on, mm. you get the nose. Now, the nose is a problem area because you have to indicate the nose somehow or other. And if you put a line down the nose, uh, worst of all, if you put a line on both sides, because you're using light colours, the line you shows through. You can't get rid of that line. Yeah. So the only way out of that would be to don't put a line on. You just have to use the pastel pencils when oh. you use them to uh, indicate the shading yeah. by the side of the nose. Do you but, see what I mean? Yeah, there's got to people. Sorry, people would know what I'm talking about. If yeah, really there's that. there's got to be some parts of a uh, picture if you're mm. if it's going to be light that you can't indicate with a, a lateral you can't sketch. put a line on no no but you can't get rid of it you see it's, mm. there's no way out you haven't got a line to, you haven't got anything to butt up to it yeah oh good it, good. Is, a, it is a problem and people yeah. have got to get over that you know yeah. like i did when yeah. i first started yeah good good excellent so thanks for that lee the next one we have from is from zoe this is in response i believe to your hoblon cassidy uh, right. She says, fantastic, Colin. Your podcast was great. I thought those would be the colours. You're right what you say on graphite. I've only realised that using mixed media with it is better, uh, as alone doesn't give you a great contrast, and it shines if graphite is too dark. Mm. I also switched to your pit pastels, as wasn't keen on the Derwents, it's, and it's easier to learn your technique. I definitely love this discovery of yours. That's, a, again, a very good again. <laughs> a couple of things there. But switching from Derwent is, is, was the right move there mm. because the we've talked about Derwent being too soft yeah. and, and the Faber-Castell pit is a bit harder, and a bit stronger, and a bit brighter and a bit more positive. So she's doing absolutely the right thing. Once again, it shows that people are taking this on board. Yeah, and the, interesting that the graphite shines. Um, it does. It's is, is, is shiny, does. isn't it? And the, it you don't get that with a pastel pencil. Oh, very much so. And you can do it with a, with a graphite. If you over-apply uh, the graphite, you'll get a shine, you know, like we do on the pastel pencil if you're not careful. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. You can't uh, get rid of it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Dodgy. So, it's another... I, I tell you, I tell you just, just, just another thing, Steve, I've mm. just thought about, is very often you get a shine because you're using the wrong kind of pencil you know you have hardness and softness in yeah graphite. yeah well what happens sometimes if you're using some like hb pencil for instance and you mm. want to make it darker what you do you have to press a lot harder yeah that crushes the paper now instead of that what you do is like a 2b or a 3b pencil which is right. much darker much blacker yeah and that would do the job for you rather than using the pressure. Is is that the same as when you say about shine on pastel paper is when the paper's been crushed? That's right. So it's, you get the same problem if you're exactly. using graphite. If you crush the paper, it will shine. Yes, you're, you're, you're compressing the paper, you see. What you're doing is you're making it like a board. Instead yeah. of a paper, you're making it like a board. Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't like it. Interesting. Your paper re refuses to... Uh, Take that sort of punishment, I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay. Your experience, Steve. Mm. Well, thanks for that, Zoe. That's that's a really good good feedback. Next one we have is from Jim. He says, "May I ask one further piece of advice from you?" I don't know what the first bit was, but this is the second bit. <laughs> I'll tell you. That. Okay. <laughs> for a 64 year old complete beginner such as I, no previous experience of painting or drawing. Would membership of your online tutorials be enough to get me going with pastel pencils? Long story short, I was invalidated 
out of the army some time ago and have just finished with all the surgery, etc. And whilst pastel painting has always fascinated me, a military life left little or no time to pursue hobbies of any description. However, though I am now a free man and keen to get on with things, I cannot find any face-to-face pastel courses that I would seem uh, deem suitable, unless you know of any. So I've ordered some bits and pieces from your site and read the preamble to membership of your tutorials and lessons. I have convinced myself that your online approach will be enough for my oodles of time to practice and an infinite pa- uh, patience for new skills. Is my assessment a practical one? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you can't go wrong, Jim. The, how many people have we had come back to us, Steve, over the last uh, couple of years since we've been doing this with compliments galore? Mm. We don't. In fact, I don't remember a case where someone said, oh, this is a load of old rubbish. Yeah, no, you're right. It's because people are finding what we say and what we do is right for them. Whatever they're, whether they're a beginner or intermediate or a more advanced artist, mm. they'll find something within our... And I, I highly recommend... The member site is ideal because there's so many exercises that you can pick up and the video uh, instruction is second to none. Yeah. If you get a DVD, you know, you're restricted by, oh, well, you do that, cut, do that, cut, do that, cut. Well, we don't do that, do we? No, we don't. There's Basically. a very, very, very limited amount of editing done on these videos because mm. there's there's so much that we are able to show and we don't mm. like to limit uh, all of the videos. Like you say, with a DVD, it's very condensed, which is short, mm. quick, to the point, which is great. Oh, I used to but... hate that, Steve. I used to hate that. When when I when I first started doing them, I, uh, you, the, you remember the Devon Mill that I did years ago? I, yeah. I digressed a little bit, but it's interesting. Well, I did that. It took three hours to do it. Yeah. It ended up to be less than an hour long. Oh, no. Wow. Two that's... hours, and I, and I was sick because he said to me, what we've got to do, Colin, we've got to limit this down. He gave me all the tapes. They were tapes then. It was video. Yeah. And I had to go through them and chop, and it broke my heart to chop out two hours oh, of funny. fantastic material. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a successful video, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it is a shame, isn't it, when you've done that that amount of work and that amount of tuition that you can't show people. It did me a lot of good because having done that myself, and he he said to me, you're the best person because you know what people need to see. And he's quite right. He was quite right yeah. to say that. It actually stuck with me and still to this day, and it stuck in my gullet. You know, I thought, if I ever got a chance, I wouldn't be doing this. And now we don't have to. Yeah, we we don't have to cut any anything no. out really. Um, so it's it's great. Yeah, so I completely agree with you. For for anyone starting or uh, as an uh, experienced uh, artist, it, it, there's so much not so much content on there that you know keep you going for a long time. So uh, you know, and it's always being added to. It's not like what's up there is going to, you know, it's going to just be that. We've got so many new things coming that, you know, it's, it's endless, really. That's right. Mm. Okay, so what was his first piece of advice then? Oh, it was just really, uh, on from that, he, he was explaining to me what he was doing, what, he, what he'd like to do. Uh, I won't go into it now, but okay. uh, I gave him lots and lots of advice to start with. And so... Then he said uh, that second one. He then came back with that... Uh, 
Yeah. Second bit. Yeah. Question, which was a good one. Okay, excellent. The next one we have is from Paul. Hi, Colin. What do you mean by a solid white when doing the years? <laughs> what is this picture in regards to? Oh, it would be. Well, I do. Oh, I don't know, but I say it many, many times. I've said it many times. Solid white. It's when I want to put on uh, a lot of white. Yeah, it's usually in. I tell you what, it, usually in uh, tiger's fur when I'm doing white, or mm. cat's fur when I'm doing white. When I really want it to be uh, solid, you know, yeah. without any uh, pastel paper showing through. Yeah. And so I call it a solid white. Now, the difference between a solid white, an ordinary white, and a light application of white means that if if it's a solid white, very very little color will be put on top of it. Might right. be a little bit of grey, might be a little bit of pink, maybe a little, but it'll just be a tint. You see what I mean? So we'd be yeah. tinting the white, not changing it. It would always be white. If I wanted to put colours into the white uh, with uh, more substance, like for instance, if I was putting a shadow uh, in with grey and ochre, yeah. and maybe a bit of pink, I wouldn't do it as solid. It would be a lighter application of white. Still quite strong, but not solid and so then wherefore then it would mean that the colors that i then subsequently put onto into that white would register better right wouldn't be weakened so much uh, and then a light application of white is when I, very often i use this in ears where i put a very light application to start with and then put maybe a light application of ivory and then i need much uh, more uh, much stronger colors like right. ochre and gray and they register, but the white has given it just a little lift before I start. Mm. This is what I mean. A solid white. So, where, so uh, on some ears, on some ears you'll need to do a solid white, and some ears you'll do the light. Or in in some cases, I can do uh, I can do all three of those in one area. Right. I see. Yeah. Depending on what I'm doing. I mean, this is the one great thing about the video and, and YouTube and the member site because they, people can see what I'm doing. Mm. I, I, I can talk about it here now, and anybody who's just listened to this podcast wouldn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Because you can't actually explain it. You can't. Sh you've got to show it. Yeah. But that's what I meant. Okay. Well, Paul goes on to say, um, I can't give, seem to get that intense white look on the sand-coloured paper. I'm using the smooth side. I think that's his problem. Am I right? It is. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I'm not... Yeah, no, see. Uh, I see. Yeah. I, I think I'm not pressing hard enough, but we'll practice more before I attempt again. Any help would be Absolutely great. Appreciate right. it. So anyway. you see, he could press hard on that... Uh, uh, the wrong side of the paper, in my opinion. Yeah. Some people use the other side. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, if you but if you press too hard, trying to get the solid white, you're going to crush the paper, and then you're in real trouble. Then. Mm. Mm. So really, it's following the rules, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Use the, use the other side. Don't press hard. I mean, I do press hard, but the thing is, if you press hard with a, with a white, that's okay. If you're not putting other colours on, which generally you're not. You're only mm. putting a tint on, mm. Mm. but you couldn't put a you couldn't put a, a solid white on, then put a solid grey on, then put a solid ochre on, then put a solid brown on. You couldn't do that. It, the paper would given up long before that happens. Yeah, yeah, it can't take that amount. Yeah, take, won't take it, and you don't need to do it, do you? No, no. Well, that's a really good question, Paul. Thanks for that. Was, there, there's some there's some really good questions. Um, if you've got a question for Colin, you can email it. You can email it straight to Colin. Uh, his email address is colin at bradleygallery.co.uk 
or you can email through our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk. So if you've got a question, send it over, and there's a chance we may mention it. We'll always reply to you, but we will possibly mention it on the podcast. So there we go. Okay, well, that concludes the questions for this week, and I suppose we should really call it there, uh, call it a day there. Um, okay, Steve. It's been nice, nice, quick, uh, quick podcast this week. Well, say quick. It's not been, uh, it's not been too short. But um, as we're well, lots of information there, though. Lots of information. I, I, I feel in. as though I've been put through the ringer this you week. You have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me do some work now because I want to mention a couple of things. All right. Last week we mentioned, or may have been last. I think it was last week, or maybe the week before. We mentioned that we're now partnered with a company called Stitcher. And Stitcher are a fantastic uh, radio online service. And you can listen to our podcast through Stitcher. So if you're listening through Stitcher, welcome. Thank you for listening to us. They they have a free app that you can download. So if you've got an Android phone or, uh, say, a Google phone or an iPhone or an iPad, you can get the Stitcher app for free and you can tune in and listen not only to our podcast, but... I think they've got something like 15,000 radio stations on there, so you can listen anytime, anywhere. Um, you don't even even have to have Wi-Fi, so if you're out and about, um, maybe in the car, driving to work, or you know um, anything like that, you can, can listen to us with, with the Stitch app. Um, you don't have to sign up. You can sign up with, uh, you can connect it with your Facebook account, so you don't even have to necessarily sign up. If you're already on Facebook, you can just log in with those details. I use Stitcher. I think it's really good. Um, I I know um, I know a few other people that that use it, and uh, it's it's really good. So me, me Stephen. You're using Stitcher. Brilliant. I, I, I listened to it through Stitcher this week. Yep. Excellent. So we're on Stitcher. So if you want to listen to us through that, you can also listen to us on our website um obviously you can always listen to us through itunes but on colinbradleyart.co.uk there's a podcast link at the top and that will link you to the podcast so you can just listen straight away anytime to any of the episodes on there so there's loads of ways you can listen to us but i wanted to mention stitcher because it is a really good service and uh, i'd encourage people to use it good good so Ah, excellent Excellent. So any questions, send them over. Keep an eye out on Facebook this week because we've just finished the snow mountains, snow top mountains on our member site. So next week we've got a new project coming for you, a new exercise. It's another short one, only a couple of few weeks. So if, uh, Dad, can you put that picture up on Facebook in the next week? Hmm. Um, Yes, I will. (laughs) Thank you. Well, They'll all be pleased. Where would you want me to put it up? Uh, put it up in the next uh, next couple of days, as as this podcast okay. is going out uh, in the next couple of days. So, yep, if we put that up, and then you'll get to see what you can next have a go at on the members' site. Right. Okay, so that about calls it a day there. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I am Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy your week. <laughs> we managed to do that again. I want to say that. <laughs> we... <laughs> Even via the internet, we can still get that right. Yeah, that's not bad, didn't we? <laughs> what are you going to go do now, then? Have a cup of tea. <laughs> you, There's a surprise. You got that set up there. Well done. <laughs>